All episodes of the Garage Build podcast are recorded live in the Law Fran studios. The law offices of Fran Hosh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Call 1-866-LAW-FRAN or go to lawfran.com. The law offices of Fran Hosh, serving the Tampa Bay biker community for over 20 years. And welcome back to the Garage Build Podcast. This episode is recorded live in the Law Fran Studios. Call 1-866-LAW-FRAN. Make sure you're following at Fran Hosh Law Group on Instagram. For nearly seven decades, SNS Cycles has engineered and produced the finest American-made quality aftermarket parts for American V-Twins. Whether you're on the street, the track, choose SNS Cycles for your next performance upgrade and visit sscycle.com. Make sure you follow on social media at sscycle. We're also brought to you by Team Dream Rides in Maryville, Tennessee, located only minutes from the tail of the dragon. Dream Rides specializes in performance engine upgrades, used bike sales, service, maintenance, and repair. Visit TeamDreamRides.com and follow at DreamRides Tennessee on Instagram to keep up with all the latest news. Billy Lane's Sons of Speed Vintage Motorcycle Racing is coming back to New Smyrna Speedway this March 4th. Go to BillyLane.net and click the Eventbrite ticket link to purchase pre-sale tickets you're also going to find tons of officially licensed choppers inc merch and sons of speed merch join myself billy and the sons of speed family this march in new smyrna yours truly is the new trackside announcer so i'm pretty stoked about that 1620 workwear is premium made in the usa workwear guaranteed for life visit 1620usa.com and use the discount code speed 2023 that is our new code to save at checkout follow at 1620usa on social media i've got a two for one for you today in keeping with the tradition of the sons of speed events and promotion and everything that's coming up i'm really stoked about this i'm excited to, to get this opportunity i've got a two for one i've got moonshiner chuck he's one of the racers of sons of speed and photographer ed edzo harriger who has been following the sons of speed racing circuit since jump street so i've got two podcasts in one for you today next week i've got my podcast coming out with billy lane we're going to talk about the sons of speed recorded this podcast at gibtown bike week a couple weeks ago pretty stoked about it so i invite you to enjoin us on the fourth for sons of speed at new Smyrna speedway enjoy the podcast You're listening to the Garage Build Podcast with your host, Jason Holman. How you doing? You don't have to hold it. I just, I hold it because I turn my head. I want to be able to talk to you. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> but I can All hear right. you good. You can hear yourself good, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good. All right, so what is your name? Uh, Ed Herriger. Okay, I don't... Ed. Last name? Herriger. Herriger. Yep. Okay, very good. And you're a photographer, and you've been you've been hanging out with the Sons of Speed since the very first race, right? Yes. Cool. Yeah. So you're based here in Florida. Yeah, I'm in uh, DeBerry. There's a lot of bikes here. There's like 22 bikes here today. Yeah, there's a lot. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot more at the races, for sure. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went to the races. Uh, the first races I went to was at the one's Biketoberfest. Uh, not this pat, not this year that didn't happen. 
uh, I didn't get to make it to Biketoberfest. My daughter, who works in the motorcycle business, scheduled her wedding Biketoberfest weekend. Oh, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't. She's like, I, it was the only date they had available at the venue. I'm like, well, you realize that everybody that works in the industry with us is going to be spoken for, so no one's going to be able to come to your wedding. <laughs> but um, it was the first one I went to. I told Billy, too, because I've known Billy since 04, and uh, I told him, like, you know, I always associated him with choppers and, you know, the misbehaving bike and the biker build-off and that. And then when he came out with the Sons of Speed, I was kind of like, I didn't, I kind of didn't understand what was going on until I went to the races and I saw it. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. And, and if you tell somebody, oh yeah, but they're going 60 to 80 miles an hour on a, on a banked speedway, you're like, it doesn't sound exciting until you go there and you realize they're racing 100 year old motorcycles, some of these bikes yes. that are going, which are essentially overpowered bicycles yeah. on this track. It's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it is. So how did you find out about Sons of Speed? I heard about it. I, you know, honestly, I can't remember how I heard about it. Um, the very first race, but I wanted to go because I always liked the vintage racing, either motorcycles or cars or whatever. Right. And then um, I told, you know, I've always been a big fan of Billy Lane. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I, we went out and uh, I took some pictures, but I, I was up in the stands. So I, I still got some pictures, but not, you know. Not the I, kind of pictures you wanted I to get, I wanted right? to get, you know. So um, over the next few years, I got different, you know, you can buy VIP passes or something right. like that. I got those. I was able to get down, get in, get closer to the track. Not real close, but closer. And then um, I, I build relationships with some of the, the racers and uh, with Billy and just started, it all, everything started clicking. And... Um, Honestly, it's it's such a great atmosphere, and the, the motorcycles uh, they are so fast on that track. It may not when you're I'm I'm kind of close to the track, and they come past you. They, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's much more than what you think too when you hear uh, 60 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, but. When they come by you, and it's such a visceral thing—the noise, the the sounds, the sights—and and you, and you, when you spend the whole day there, and you see everybody working together yes. to try to get these bikes ready, and they're push-starting some of these motorcycles, and you know, none of them have electric starters. A couple of them have—I saw a couple teams have like an electric start mechanism they put on the bike, yeah, kind of like a top fuel bike, yep. and that you know. Yep. But ultimately, we're talking about single-cylinder engines, flatheads things that aren't supposed to, to to go down the track they're going around the track yeah and that's um that's the exciting part because there there's no place you can see motorcycles like that like what like what's on display here today or race anywhere because they're usually in museums um, yeah like and, wheels through time yeah yeah dale yeah. and matt walksler's uh, place and i know dale passed yeah uh, this last year but yeah, uh, you can see them in the museum there, but these guys actually race them on the track, and it's absolutely incredible. So what is your motorcycling background? Um, you know, I I started riding this year. Did you? Yeah, I okay. started riding this year. Um, and then um, I just I just like to finish, finish cars and motorcycles. I have a, a couple old cars, um, and 
I just you know started riding. I got a '93 Heritage in here, so that's the bike you started riding with. Yeah, that's a good year. You got yeah. an Evo, so it's still <laughs> yeah. it's still a little throwback. It's 30 years old yeah. this year, yeah. so it, you can it's, put that that cool. blue antique plate with the white letters yep. on it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And you know you got to work on those. Those are things that uh, a '93 is still an 80 inch cubic 80 cubic inch yep. soft tail, and it's you know it's still old enough. Yeah, it's still old enough to be like vintage and still new enough to be. Modern, modern enough to have some creature comforts on yeah. it. Not too many creature comforts. No, no. But it's I love it. It's a great ride. So that's 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 what I started with. So I didn't want something newer. I like I like to work on I like to work on my own stuff. So And you said you were into vintage cars too. What yeah. kind of vintage cars are you into? Um, I have a, a sixty one Thunderbird. I've had nice. that for about five years. And then I have um eighty three Monte Carlo which I bought in eighty eight. Okay. So I've I've owned I a long time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my wife and I used it in our wedding. Uh, my daughter grew up in it. So it's kind of, it's part of the family. Sure. You know, you know that's the thing. It's like um, when you look back on all of the things that you've done, all of the things that you've had, it's like there's always those things that got away because in a moment of, of weakness or in a moment of like desperation, um, you've had to part with some of the things that, God, you just wish you had them yeah, had them yeah. today and that you've had something you've had something to 88 that's yeah. that's fantastic yeah. um i was talking to you earlier over there and you said oh well i'm not a professional photographer I, I'm, I'm a hobbyist yeah. but some of your some of your stuff is fantastic how did you get involved in the hobby of, of, of photography um well I, I went to the art institute out of high school okay so I, I had some photography i always loved taking pictures um so just through the years, just taking pictures, you know, my daughter's soccer games, stuff like that, going to car shows, thing, you know, doing things like that. Um, and then, um, you know, I started going to the Sons of Speed, and then my, I was getting some pictures, but not the pictures I really wanted, you know. Right. And um, then I bought a different type of camera, and then that was the, that's what really, I, I'm able to get a really great picture shooting really fast so so you're you're one of these guys that you're into technology a little bit maybe yeah and so um but obviously you bought a better camera everybody's got an iphone in their pocket which is better than most digital cameras that that were out 10 20 years ago right yes. i've got a full-bodied nikon that i think my iphone pro max will take a better picture than that just because i've had the thing for for 15 years yeah. or whatever right um what kind of stuff do you like shooting besides you, you like shooting the action shots or the static stuff do you like shooting no. low light all action all I, action. I, yeah <laughs> i love okay. the action i mean i i go through the pits and take pictures of you know the guys working on their bikes because I think that's pretty exciting to see you know um, the guys that's an working action, on that's an action work, photo though yeah, really if they're pictures. working right yeah yeah that's cool uh, and then you know take pictures of the bikes but uh, the the action the guys coming to pass me you know at 80 mile an hour you know getting their getting their faces you know um, there's a couple guys out there that um, you know eBay Jake, he doesn't wear uh, any face shield or anything. Right. So when he comes past, he has his goggles on, but you can, he smiles at me when he comes past me at 80 mile an hour, and it's just crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about, you know, since you've been there since the since the beginning of all of this, you've seen this thing grow quite a bit. Oh yeah, a lot. What's the one thing that when you take away from like an event like this, or the last race that you went to, when you compare it to the first one that you went to, what is something that goes through your head? I mean, um, you know, the drive home back to back to your place. You know, what are you taking home with you? 
it's the it's the um, it's the family atmosphere. Um, it's the uh, the excitement of these guys racing these bikes and the respect that I have for for these racers who get on these things with no brakes and right. actually run them as hard as they can. And uh, you know it's it's unbelievable. It's an action-packed race. It's really cool. Um, the thing that I find most ironic talking to you is that, which I'm glad that you're riding now because I'm a motorcycle rider as well, but that you somehow found Sons of Speed before you were actually riding a motorcycle. Yeah. How'd you find Sons of Speed? You said you had been a fan of Billy Lane's. Is it, just go back to like the biker build-off stuff. And yeah. Um, well, I, you know, a fan of his. And then I, I heard, like I think it was on the radio, I heard about Billy Lane's Sons of Speed. And I started looking it up. I'm like, well, he's racing finished motorcycles. I said, that has to be just incredible. So that's that just intrigued me to go see this race. And then after that, I was hooked. It's just, when, once you see it, you're hooked. What is it about vintage things? You said you're into vintage cars, you're into vintage racing, you're into vintage motorcycles. What is it, what is it about the older stuff that that appeals to you more than say you know, like Formula One or NASCAR or something like that. No computers. No computers, right? <laughs> no computers. So you, just, you, just a man in the machine. Yeah, that symbiotic relationship that we talk about yeah. all the time about the the, the motorcycle or the car, uh, the track, yeah. right? Yeah. You know the different racing services. Like I love to watch the old ESPN. Um, It'll be on like on a weird like a Sunday where there's nothing else on, or a Saturday where there's no no college football or no pro football on a Sunday, and they'll have ESPN 1969, the Daytona 500, or the you know maybe even some of the more track the tracks that are maybe kind of not in a populated area like Talladega or something like that. And you see these cars, and the way the photography was done way back then, and the, and the videography where these cars will start at the bottom of the turn and they're in the lower line and they slide all the way to the top and yeah. you hear the screeching air tires. And there goes one now. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's Rich Ruck from It'll Ride Choppers. That guy okay. built some amazing motorcycles. Okay. Amazing motorcycles. This is his first. So he wanted to, he wanted to try to build something and... Uh, he wanted to get into the race deal and he started building this and, he, and if you look it's got a headlight on it and it's got a rear brake so what he did was he built something that could be dual purpose you can just change take the headlight off put a number plate on take the license plate off everything it's kind of it's it's still vintage it's, a, it's still flathead with a magneto oh, okay. but it's it's ready that this thing can be he could really ride it to the racetrack and then, and then right. race it, and then <laughs> yeah. ride it home. Well, that was, that, I mean, that's the old school days. You know, yeah, you, right. You drove your car to the track, or you rode your motorcycle to the track, and then you raced it, and you, you drove it or rode it home. You know? So, in general, are you a motorsports fan? Yeah, yeah. Are, did, are, did you grow up in Florida? Are you from, are you a Florida native? No, I um, grew up in Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you hardly have a Pittsburgh accent. Yeah, I, I, I've been down here 10 years, so I lost it a little what, bit. What do you do with your clothes when they're dirty? <laughs> Throw them in a wash. Ah, yeah, there he is. The wash. <laughs> I wanted to hear the wash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what day comes after Monday? <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, well, they, you got the Tuesday <laughs> yeah. down pretty good. You sound like a Floridian. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of other motorsports do you, are you into? Uh, we typically follow the um, the Rolex, the tw Rolex 24, the IMSA, re IMSA race. Okay. We follow them. And, um, and then the uh, AMA Supercross. Okay. And then uh, that's... 
that's pretty much it. Not quite as mainstream as like a NASCAR yeah. or an NHRA. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge drag racing fan, and I really, really was bummed out when the Pro Stocks went all fuel injection with yep. no hood scoop. That's when they lost me. And then they're air shifted. <laughs> yep. Or, you know, they were air shifted for a little while in uh, IHRA and then with the mountain motors, and then they went to, it's like, it's it's almost like it's a video game. Yeah, it at is. At this yeah. point, you know, and you've got all the, you're getting all this data, and you're not doing anything with the data. A computer is doing something with the data. That's what's so great about these motorcycles is really, these are these are vintage vintage motorcycles with vintage stuff. Even though if you look, at, you know, they're they're kind of incorporating some of the a few little things here and there that are a little more modern. But overall, these bikes are all like old school, yeah. like real deal race thing. Yep, that's the way they ran them back in the day. When you went to the first Sons of Speed, how many bikes, do you, do you recall how many bikes were there? Not many. Um, I can't remember exactly, but you know, maybe 30, 40, maybe. Yeah. And now it's grown, there's there's a lot, there's, there's less than 100 still, but there's quite a few bikes. Yeah, and they have different classes now too. Yeah. Billy was just saying yeah. that, you know, they've got to have two flathead classes and they're looking at adding an, uh, an additional uh, single cylinder class to, yeah. the, to the lineup. Those guys are, I mean, they're, some of the single cylinders, I mean, they're they're really old bikes, but they're they're, they're building them. They're yeah. building for this. They're actually building bikes to come to this race. Yeah, and, and Billy was saying because of the nature of these bikes being so old that you're not going to find one that, that would be even raceable, even if you found one that was intact, that was the original frame just because, yeah. you know, they've been compromised through the weather and, and just being as old as they are. They would taco if you went into the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about some of the favorite things that you shot in the, like, tell me about, like, something that you caught on camera at one of the Sons of Speed races or something. Like, I heard, I don't and I, I have no reason to believe that this wouldn't be true, but Moonshiner Chuck was telling me that Josh, Moonshiner Josh, when he races, he's got a puck on his elbow that he drags on the outside wall because he takes such a high line going fast. <laughs> yeah. I can, you know, it's tough to get, it's, during, on race day, it's hard to get high on the track to be able to see what those guys are doing. But um, when Josh comes comes through the corners, he's high on the track. Um, he comes through, he's, re he's real high, and he just, he, st he runs that high line. I don't know, a lot of guys don't run that high line, but he does. It's incredible. Do you feel like because of now that you've been to all these races and seen it grow over the last few years, because 17 was the first race, we're coming up on uh, 23, you know, it's 2023 now, and March 4th will be seven years, you know, yeah. seven year anniversary of that. Um, you feel like you kind of have like this knowledge of this thing being that there's been, there's been seven years of this, seven years of racing where you kind of feel like even though you're not on the track, you're like kind of, you know, like uh, when you're holding your breath when someone's going around the corner and you're kind of like in that moment with them. Oh, yeah. Are you able to capture that through your lens? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I try more and more every year uh, I go to make my, you know, my shots better and better. So it, and it's, um, it's a work in progress, but I just love it. It's great. You said you like shooting action shots, obviously. Do you ever shoot anything that's static? Do you ever take your, do you ever just like get bored and you take your camera out and you just kind of wander around and shoot stuff or? No, not really. Like no? I, I try to get like birds in flight, stuff like that. I like okay. to do that. But, but yeah, uh, the stills, I really don't. 
Do you shoot any other like racing stuff? Do you do you take your camera? Are you one of these guys that takes your camera pretty much everywhere you go, just in case there's an opportunity, or is it you know the Sons of Speed is really kind of where you've centered? No, pretty much. I, I take it with me just okay. about everywhere. Yeah, we, we, when we go to the IMSA race at uh, 24 Hours in Daytona, I take my camera up there and gets a lot of get a lot of really good shots up there. Nice. So that's that's a cool one to shoot too. And so you've been part of the Sons of Speed family now, and they've kind of ingratiated you into the into the thing. You said that at first, at first you just bought a ticket to go, and then and then you bought the VIP passes, and then they started kind of noticing that you were there, and and now you get a press pass. How different is the vantage point through your lens with that press pass versus? You can get, I can get a lot closer than the track now. Yeah. Yes, that's the, that's the incredible part. Do the racers know you're there? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, they yeah. see you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I typically wear um, like a blue, uh, a bright blue shirt and I have a big, uh, like a sun, like a hat, like a straw hat. Right. And they know where I'm at. They, that's cool. Yeah, they know where I'm at. Do you find, I think you said that, uh, that um, eBay Jake smiles when he sees you when you're coming around. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, so kind of all the racers kind of know you're kind of the unofficial official photographer of Sons of Speed. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you put your photographs online anywhere? Yeah, I put them on uh, my Facebook page and on uh, Instagram. Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's Edzo58. It's E D Z O 58. Edzo58. What does that mean? It's a nickname that I, I got at work. Um, there was three Eds at work there, and I ended up with Edzo. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> th those are some of the best nicknames. I don't want to tell you. I've only had one nickname my whole life, and it's it's not a very good one. The story is funny how I got it, but uh, it it was Skid. I'll just let you <laughs> run with your imagination how I got Skid as a nickname. But yeah, so, I'll be uh, at uh, in the March. The March race, I'll be selling photographs for the first time at the Sunset okay. Speed. Okay. So. so you'll be you'll you'll during the race you'll be down getting some photography down during the race, yes. obviously. Yeah. And then before and after, are you going to be in the pits or are you going to be up on the promenade? Um, I'll be um, I'll be up on the promenade on Saturday. Nice. I I, I probably won't be there. I think my daughter's going to come help, so okay. she'll be up there. So, so are you going to be able to be at practice? Yes. So let me ask you this, because I don't think, it's not that I wouldn't get an honest answer from the racers, but I would definitely get an, a, a very objective one from you. Do you find that the racers push really hard during practice or really hard during the race or the same? Uh, the same. The same? Yeah. I think they're trying to, on during practice. Because there's no qualify, right? Everybody, if you show up, you get to race, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's no qualify, there's no ladder. So they're not trying to, they're not trying to beat the motorcycle up to get into the show. No. But they're, they're trying to get them tuned in so they're running at, uh, at a premium come race day because they all they they all want to win where do you see this thing going I see it as a, I mean from a global scope like you know like let's just say that you know let's just say you're gonna be the official unofficial photographer for the foreseeable future where do you see sons of speed going I just see it continuing to grow it just it just seems like you know, it started, it's, you know, Billy did it right. He started off kind of, you know, just small and just started growing and growing and growing. And, um, you know, more and more people are getting involved as far as, you know, a lot of racers, a lot of motorcycles, when it, people are building bikes to come here. Um, so it just, it's just going to keep on growing. That's a good indicator of growth, right? Yep. I've always said that. Like, yep. when you see somebody create something and then 
what happens, you know, like, because that's what I was talking to Billy about is that you have like the organization, like the Sons of Speed Racing organization, right? And there's all of the minutia that goes into that, the business and the insurance and the moving parts and the ticket sales and the marketing and all those things. Then that has to all be in place. But what really grows it is what's on the other side of the sidewalk from us. Yeah. All these bikes. Yeah. And when you have people building a bike so that they can come race with you, then they're getting their friends to come. And like you said, once you see it, you're in. Yeah, you're right? in. You're, yeah. You're, the buy-in's right there, right? Yeah. So this really has nothing but the ability to grow exponentially and, and really, really turn out to be something fantastic. Yeah, last, when, uh, last March when I went to the track, I just couldn't believe how many bikes were there. It was just, there were bikes I'd never seen before, and just, it was it was incredible. And people coming from, you know, all over the country to race. That's awesome. Yeah, we need to get some West Coast stuff going on. Yeah, Get yeah. some people from, from, you know, a little bit further. I think there's people that come from all the way from the Ozarks now to race, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, we need to get some California and some Oregon and some Texas people racing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's guys coming down from, you know, I think, uh, I think they're in Wisconsin, they come down. Uh, Michigan, there's a couple, there's at least three riders come down from Detroit. Nice. So yeah, uh, Randy Detroit. Randy. Oh, yeah, yeah Randy, Detroit, yeah. yeah. Detroit, yep. Randy, yeah. Yep. So, well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today to, 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 to talk to me, and uh, I, I can't wait to see some of the some of the photography. Now, there's nobody racing here today. Did you bring your camera? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> if you want, I'll run by real yeah. fast. You can get some action shots. No, I've been taking most ecstatic stuff today, so I'm good. <laughs> Awesome. It was a pleasure to yeah, meet you. Thank you very much. All right, really man. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Edzo Ed Herriger. He's a photographer for Sons of Speed. He's kind of the official, unofficial photographer. And uh, the next podcast you're going to hear in this same episode is with Moonshiner Chuck. He's all over the place. He's a fun guy. He's. Uh, I'm excited to see him race, and uh, I'm excited for you to hear all that he has to say. He's kind of a wild dude, so follow along. I hope I have a voice for radio. Yeah, you got a good voice. All right, I gotta get up close to that thing. Just pull it, pull as kind of as close as you can. Sure. Just remember, that? yeah, that's perfect. Here, you want to wear those? It'll help. I mean, you don't have to. Oh, they won't see me. Yeah, they won't see you anyway. Oh, I can hear you good. Now you can hear real good, right? Yeah. See. Can so, you hear me? I can very yeah. well. Yeah. Can I be back here? You can. Yeah. Yep. You're fine. Nice. It, you're gonna. I mean, there's there's no way to eliminate the back no, background noise when you're doing this outside, oh, anyway. So, so it's whatever. I was so. gonna say Breaker One Nine. Yeah. Breaker One Nine. It's one of my favorite songs from the Holy Rolling Hellfires. Ever heard that song? No. It's actual. There's a song called Breaker One Nine. Is it? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, you're Crazy Chuck. Moonshiner Crazy Chuck, yeah. All right, so tell me, how did you get involved with Sons of Speed? Ah, that's a good question. And it's a really deep subject. Let's so, hear it. Um, Josh Owens is the moonshiner on TV that yeah. he, I starred with. He starred, he's my star. Let's get this straight. Okay. And I worked for him, and he raced Sons of Speed. And as uh, soon as I went down there with him on the first race, I was hooked. And it took me several not several, about three races, and I finally found me a bike. But here's the story. The story is Godspeed Racing. Yep, Freddie. Freddie. He uh, he changed his life over to Jesus. Yep. So I found a, uh, a bike from Brew Cycles. He changed his over to Jesus. Yeah, Brew Dude. Brew Dude, yep. yeah, yep. from up in North Carolina. So I bought the bike from Brew. 
Freddie helped me finance it under Godspeed Racing. Then we're under under Sons of Speed with Billy, you know, and he his history, and he's he's made a big comeback from from his old history, you know. Sure. So everything goes, and then I come out, and I've got a legal label called Purple Jesus. So everything kind of just came together because I put my faith in God and put put my faith in myself. It kind of it goes in one or the other because you don't have to. If you put your faith in God, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about yourself. You're handled. Right, <laughs> right. And I'd like to let all the people that are listening just give everything to God, no matter how small it is or whatever. I mean, I lose stuff all the time. My phone, my hat, this or that, and I stop and I think. Lord, just please help me find it. <laughs> and in a little bit, I, I trusted him, and it, there it is. Yeah, it's something that something has to do with uh, exactly what you need will be there exactly when you need it, <laughs> when the faith is properly placed, and you do the work that you have to do so that you can accept it, right? Right. But uh, on the other hand, still kind of a, a outlaw, you know. And, sure. And so you have to ask forgiveness. You have to know when to ask for forgiveness. We're perfectly imperfect people. <laughs> right. Well, it goes back to like being able to receive what what was uh, what you're ready for is you started you, you got involved with Moonshiner Josh coming down going to the Sons of Speed you got hooked right immediately yes. that happened to me too because I'll be honest with you uh, and Billy knows this <clears throat> Bill and I have known each other since '04 and uh, oh wow we've never been like super close friends or anything but we've known each other yeah. and, and operated in the same circles and stuff from time to time I didn't I didn't understand what Sons of Speed truly was until I went to the race. Like I, I, it's really easy to go, well, it's vintage motorcycles yeah. on, an, on, yeah. an, on, an, on, an, on an oval track, uh, no brakes, blah, 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 right? And then you go and you see, you take it in yeah. viscerally and you're like, wow. It's, it, it's it, a camaraderie about it. Well, there's that. Yeah. And then there's the, that was, a, that, that was one of the things that I noticed that everybody there just wanted to see is they were fans of what they were doing enough to where they wanted to see everybody else's motorcycle go around that track too exactly. as, many, as many times and as fast as is humanly possible right right yeah that, that's it and uh, they help one another in the pits and everything but when that green flag drops the bullshit stops you know? well yeah i mean you know you have you've got ebay jake out there oh, trying, to, trying to set everybody on fire you got yeah. jody perowitz right you got, and and dan Tose, who right. i'm good friends with and i'm i'm just starting to learn everybody in the community like people that you you see them in other places in the motorcycle world as well right but this is truly something that um it's not a secret anymore. No. And I think it's going to grow exponentially over the next three or four years where it's really going to be something that's going to have a draw all of its own, not just kind of peripherally off of events like right. Daytona. And well, we're picking up sponsors. We're racing in Nashville now. Northern Tools. Northern Supply, Tools, uh, honestly. Chris Helmets, uh, yeah. 1620 USA Clothing, yeah. Z-Max. I mean, these are, some, yeah. these are some real companies that are putting their putting their money where their mouth is yeah. and supporting that it's, it's it's outlaw grassroots racing on hundred year old motorcycles right. <laughs> and at the old board track and stuff you know and that, that goes back to a lot of the history and a lot of the guys even i'll be honest i didn't know a lot of the things but uh they've came and they've actually made 
race bikes out of these things. They, you know, they, they they ain't just fucking 45s or J models anymore. They're race bikes. Yeah, if you look at the the new bike that Billy has over here, it's got yeah. a very modern exhaust. Yeah. And I was really surprised to find because yeah. I, I knew very little about flatheads until you know I'm 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 starting to learn as right. much as I can now, right? If I'm gonna mm-hmm. if I'm gonna announce the races and stuff, um, starting in March, I've got to know the racers. I've got to know the bikes. I've got to know the tech. Oh, I've got to yeah. know the history. And so that bike has a very modern style exhaust on it and i was surprised that it has a very modern sound to it right oh yeah and so i'm looking at these bikes and i'm watching the genesis of these bikes and noticing that you guys are building bikes that have some really key things that you're you're not turning technology away if it makes the bike faster safer more efficient right tell me a little bit about your motorcycle well my bike is called deliverance and it's not from banjo music <laughs> that part fits in right with the, the godspeed and everything to deliver deliver me from evil deliverance god delivers you you know right and uh and it's a five time ohio mile record holder yeah that's a pretty good pedigree did you know that when you bought it yes okay <laughs> yeah that uh, would be a neat thing to find out after you didn't pay extra for that Oh, yeah. I'm not sure whether I did or not, but I paid pretty good for it. <laughs> you know, these guys are all bikers, and they wanted to help. And uh, Steve Garn was getting out of that business, and he was going into the street two-stroke. And, you know, he had a um, he had a heart attack right at Bonneville Salt Flats. Yeah, he had a very tough couple of years there. Uh-oh. Is that my bike? <laughs> Oh, that's that one cylinder. Oh, that was the somebody converted it to a one cylinder. Is that the one with the plate at the back? I think so. Yeah, that thing's got a very, very unique sound to it. Yeah, he's got an electric starter, though. Uh, he, uh, oh, a drill. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were you were at Sons of Speed um, very early on. Yeah. And I want to get back to I want to hear about your race. 2017. Was here very early on. So, what is the biggest? Thing that you saw that's changed? Is it the number of people, the technology, or the racers? It's the technology. We was pushing these things off of the number four turn and hoping that they would start. And now we got golf carts pushing them. We got electric starters to start them with. Uh, the old 45, you still got to kick them, you know, right. and uh, what all. But uh, as we come together and share knowledge, that's that's what it is and then so we're pretty much we're not equal don't ever think that right the stock and the pros and then novices and old guys like me it's a fun fun race it started out as an expedition but it, it, it's a lot of damn competition out there now tell me about when you got your bike and you got it to the track and you said because there's not a lot of places to practice on these things nowhere to practice so with no brakes yeah exactly <laughs> So, tell me about tell me about the first time you're riding your bike at the track and the race, and just kind of walk us through that, like, because it sounds like with people, okay. you obviously were excited to do it because you saw somebody else do yeah. it, and then that got you got you interested. Right. Well, I've been riding motorcycles since I was 16 years old, and uh, I always wanted the opportunity to race and uh, street race and all that. Sure. But drag racing was my forte, but it costs a lot of money to tear stuff up and race. So I got a proven bike that did the Ohio mile. He told me the maintenance on it. And uh, right now, last year is the first time I had signs of things vibrating off of it. 
But that's I've been racing two times a year for for four years. Right. You know, so that's pretty good. Race a lot of racing, and now I got to tweak it a little bit. You know? Sure. And uh, I I loved it. The adrenaline was there. It, everything was going good, and I and Josh was like one of the fastest people there. He was on number seven, and I said, Josh, I said, show me the line, show me where I got to be, you know. And I out there following. Of course, he takes off and leaves me in the dust. <laughs> and I come around, and somebody's on the track laying there, and I'm down at the pits, and I don't go on pitch road. They red flagged me, and I'm looking up, and I said, damn that poor bastard. And I didn't realize it was Josh. And uh, um, so I come in the pits. They were looking for his finger. They was looking for his finger. Oh, geez. And I, and I thought, oh, my God, another one like Josh. So I go in the pits, and my, my pit crew chief, uh, he says, uh, you don't know what happened, do you? I said, no. I said, somebody wrecked. He said, that's Josh. And the motion that hit me right then and there was, instant tears and I went running to, to see you know if he was all right going to ambulance with him and uh, Freddie told me that I couldn't go and it was just a little uh, a little ambulance so I turned around when I faced that crowd I uh, the tears dried up really quick and then uh, after that I haven't had uh, I'll be honest I haven't had the killer instinct to really win all the way I, I do but I'm, I'm a little I'm a little more cautious than just by that one incident. Yeah, it's because um, you take something different. Everybody takes something different away from from an event, right? Right. And when Freddie and I were talking on the last podcast, he brought up the thing that happened on Monday Night Football. You know, right? Two guys are running at each other. It's like a miniature car crash. Right. And one guy doesn't get up. Right. And so that makes everybody kind of kind of levels the playing field, right? And, and, and it reintroduces the mortality. In the in the in the the, the the levity of everything, everything, and it makes you ask, okay, what's the object is to get around the track as much as possible, right? And that needs to be the goal sometimes, not necessarily getting that checkered. I right. don't know. I, I'm a no, you want the person, record flag. But, but, you want the checkered flag, and you want to do the best you could do. But you want uh, to get to the end of the race is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. You and want to get to the end of the race. race yeah. At the yeah. End of the day. Like I said, it, it's. It's a little nerve-wracking, but when that green flag drops, the adrenaline is so high, and you're going so much, uh, you you want to do the best you can, and that's where, like, competition comes in. Where eBay, he's dialed in, you know, and I'm still learning the, the track. Cause eBay could take my bike, I could run 31 second laps, and eBay could run 28 seconds, 27 second laps on the same bike. Right. And that's the level of. Uh, the uh, skill, you know. So you mentioned that you've been. Plus, I'm 66. <laughs> but you mentioned that you've been racing your bike four years now. Yeah. And that things are just now maybe starting to come loose. And so, do you think that that's a result of you becoming more symbiotic with your bike to where you know it better? And it because I always tell my customers at my bike shop, listen, you know your motorcycle better than I do. Right. Listen to it. It'll tell yes, you, exactly. you know, what kind of noise it makes. Where's it, the vibration? At, when it's going on? Yeah. So is it is you becoming more more poignantly aware of the bike telling you what you need to know about it because of the symbiotic relationship that you've developed with the bike over time? Because I think we do that with Yeah, we do. We do. Um, 
What what is with that bike? It's got a four-speed instead of a three-speed. Okay. Okay. Four-speed seems like it's a. It goes around so fast. It's faster than me. If that makes any sense. Okay. So I'm ran the bike last year in third gear, and it, it's not high gear, but I, I could run a better line, and, and it's louder, and it sounds, and it, I got more engine brake, but it vibrates more. So I got to pump it up in the fourth and, and run a. I run the same time at either gear, right? But it needs to be in fourth gear. That's what they make it for. You know? I understand. That's, yeah. No, that's a good point. And what yeah. about so? As you're getting as you're getting more acclimated to to the bike and you're learning more and stuff, what are you thinking about when you're going around the track? Because here's the thing: I, you mentioned drag racing. Yeah, I'm a drag racer. Oh, and good. I, I had a nine second car. And oh, the first wow. time I went nines, it happened that fast. The second time, the third time, by the tenth or twelfth time, the twentieth time, that nine seconds is a lot slower. Yes. And so the trees don't look like they're moving as fast yeah. anymore. And I'm not looking at the tack as much. I'm listening yeah. and I know where to shift and the lights and the this and the yeah. that. And so my mind doesn't wander, but my mind starts looking for other things to think about. What are you thinking about when you're when you're out there? I'm thinking about fucking winning, and I'm thinking about getting in front, and I'm thinking about my best line, and uh, I actually, sometimes I'll be going around the track, and I'll be whipping it like I'm riding a horse. Right. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. You know? Tell me about the line, right? So It's the- very, very important. It's super important. Uh, and with a novice, when I started off, they kept telling me, uh, keep your line. Well, I was learning my line, and I tried that in practice. Is your line different than my line? And I'm being serious because is there like a line, or does everybody have their own line? That there is it a comfort thing, or is it where you're faster? It's where you're fastest. Okay. But and it's also a comfort thing because fastest for me is is a little too scary. So that's I, I very just under my line and. It's not a winning combination. <laughs> Until I get there, I, I can I can win. I know I can if I could just get past the fear. That's what I tell everybody. Two things stopping me on after winning the race: fear and atmosphere. And I could get through one of them. <laughs> <laughs> how do you prep for a race? If you can't practice, how do you prep? No, no you that, don't. We have two. Oh, well, it's mental. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So we have two yeah. days of practice this year before yeah. the before the race on March 3rd. Yeah. We got two days of practice, right? Thursday's closed to the public. Friday yeah. is open to VIP. Right. Saturday, right? So you go home. Your West Virginia is your home, or Kentucky? North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. But either one of them states will work. But you know what I mean. You're, you're <laughs> not. You're not down here. You don't live in New Smyrna. No, no, you can't no. sneak on the track at night. No. How, how are you? When you go home, what are you prepping to do to the motorcycle? What are you prepping to do to yourself? What do you? You know. One thing I learned, and it's the greatest thing that you could do, is have your bike race ready before you go to the track. A lot of guys put their bikes up. And they, they come out and they're, they're, they're trashing in the pits and they're trying different things and they're blowing their fucking motors and they're this and that and they're, they're aggravated. You fix that bike and, and, and you run it and you go over it and you put the rag on, you shine it up, you look for your oil leaks you, and then you talk to like Billy or you talk to Freddie or you talk to one of these other guys like Chad. Well, we made Easy Rider, this bike over here. Uh, He's making me a breather for it. I right. talked to Billy about it, and he said it's essential. Well, my bike don't have a breather on it, and I keep building uh, oil pressure in, in the bottom of my thing. It, it blew the oil cap out. 
Yeah, the windage will it, it, those flywheels thrown around in there. That's all. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot of windage and it's making all. And those are dry sump motors, but they're right. still there's still air in there moving around. Right. You gotta it have was, somewhere to go. Yeah, that was the first thing I learned uh, about the flathead. I thought I bought a a, a bum bike. It was smoking. <laughs> Old man says you you, you got to drain your damn oil out of the, the crank, and I'm like, no. He says, yeah. Yeah, you don't want on a dry sump system, you only want a couple ounces. That's it. Just enough to do the job. You want everything else getting cool in the tank. And that that don't make sense. Yeah, everything's cool in the tank. Yeah. So I'm over over oiling, blow the cap out. Thank God I got the cap back and everything. But as you learn and progress, that's the camaraderie that I'm talking about. They don't, everybody wants you to race and get around the track. And then it comes down to skill when you get out there, you know, and it, it's it's really a cool thing, you know. How many laps have you made, if you had to guess, how many laps have you, have you run on that bike? I run the most laps because when I get there and I, I get to practice, I'll make laps and I, I might not be going wide open, but I'm making laps to get comfortable. In, in finding out where your line is. Find right? out where my line Did is. Did you race in Tennessee? I did not. Did you go to the race? No. Okay. I had a, a I had a moonshiner meet and greet that paid a little bit more. They skyrocketed the price of of uh, thing, but I won't miss no more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're it's talking, a one in a lifetime thing. We're having well, we're having three races this year, right? right. Is that the talk, right? Yeah. So we're doing two Daytona races and then a Tennessee race. Yeah, I'll be there. Awesome. And so. Let's get Was back. you at the Nashville track? I didn't get to go to that. Oh Lord! I keep a pretty pretty full schedule too. But yeah. now that I've been now that this is this is part of what I do is the Sons of Speed thing. Oh great! So I'll I'll be I'll be present and accounted for. And like I said, I've got to learn everybody's names. I've got to learn more about the motorcycles. Right. I run a motorcycle shop full time back home, but oh. now I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be on this side of things and you know, get me back into the into the race race arena in one one way or another. Um, tell me a little bit specific about your bike. Talk to me about your bike. Okay, so that bike is a, a five-time uh, mile world record mile at the Ohio Mile, 88 miles an hour stock. That's it's fast. A stock engine. Yeah. So uh, and everything had to be to, the, to their rules. Right. So you come to Billy Lane's and now you're you're not lost. I mean, oh your bike ain't right. You don't have a tank shifter. You don't have this. You're running a four-speed. Your bike's got a chrome molly frame. All you got is the 45 engine. I said, yeah, and it's stock. Then what do you got? You got a fucking WR with fucking Sportster flywheels on it making a thousand fucking horsepower or something, you know? Yeah. And they, oh, well, no, no, no. I said, well, you know, how do you win eBay? You got the fastest fucking bike, you know? And now he's gonna be on Billy's bike. And that's uh, uh, the guys that, that uh, did for Curtis's, that's their exhaust. That's a, I love that exhaust. And, and uh, Tosca got great exhaust, and they're on uh, on Hot Shots bike. Right. And now he's up and coming, and I'm trying to be Team Kamikaze or bring him into Team Crazy <laughs> Chuck. I'm, I'm getting away from the, the uh, Fast Freddy uh, Godspeed a little bit. Okay. You know? Yeah, because Freddy brings like 11 bikes. <laughs> he's, ra- he's running now. How many, uh, how many classes are, are actually in Sons of Speed? Four. Four classes? Yeah. No, five. And Counting the one-cylinders. Okay. Yeah. So you, got, you got the one-cylinder class? Yeah. I know there's a flat, a 45 class. Yeah, two of them. There's two of those now. Yeah. So what are the differences between those two? Well, it's the same with the J models. They're, uh, you've got your uh, 
oh wait there's six because now there's a super stock in the J models and then there's a modified and then stock Got and in the 45s it's uh the, I call it the pros and the novices but it's the it's it's the same thing you got your bigger built-in bikes to to your stock bike yeah and that's a hard line to, to keep keep right because really ain't you can't protest and you can't do that but you if you're pretty honest and you got a stroke you could tell somebody's making 26 second laps yeah well i mean and and that's the thing that that'll ha i think that'll naturally occur over time right as as more people get involved uh more technology gets introduced more 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 needs for safety things right, right. so let me ask you about that because I didn't catch that. Freddie and I, we touched on it, but we really didn't talk. He said it was kind of an honor system thing. What's tech like at Sons of Speed? Tech? Yeah, like safety tech. You know, when you go to the drag strip, you got the tech guy that looks at the. Looks well, at your here's car, what's you know. really nice about my bike. Since it's since it's a land speed thing, and it's uh, East Coast Timing Association. Okay. Every bolt and nut on mine has got a, a wire tie on it, so it can't come loose. Um, Billy checks the spokes, he checks the front end, he, he makes sure everything's going, and apparently we don't run no brakes, so that's that's a gimme, you know? Sure. <laughs> you know? So, and then he, he makes sure that we don't have no fuel leaks and, and oil leaks. And other than that, uh, it's it's an outlaw class that, that so, a lot so of us Billy, could run. Billy does the safety inspection himself. Yes. I mean, because at the end of the day, this is all kind of riding on that man's shoulders, right? Right. So, and that's the hardest part, um, the insurance. And then with our people in the pits for the VIPs, which I, it's a great experience for anybody that wants to come out and be a VIP in the pits. Limited number of tickets on that. Sure. Yeah, and uh, but you get this experience, but also, okay, and uh, sorry, sorry about no that. No problem. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get stuff. People see us sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> we're at an event. It's fine. Yeah. So what, what I'm saying is, so the insurance goes up and makes it a little harder, and then we have to, that's why we're picking up sponsors and this and that to make our event bigger, you know, and uh, it's catching on like wildfire. And what I really love about it, we're making history. We're, well, you're kind of, and you're doing it well, it's, with It's history do, with history. I was just, okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find the words to explain that, but that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking bikes that, and engines and parts and technology and and reapplying it yeah. into a space to where it now it's it's kind of like getting that second chance, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine if a, if a if an engine was a was a live organic thing and it was sitting on the shelf in Buzz Cantor's office for 30 oh, years, yeah. and the next thing you know, it's running around a track again, you know, make like you said, making right. history. I don't know. Yeah, those are free. Yeah. Yeah. Help yourself. Nice. <laughs> Yep, that's 1620 clothing. Um, so, so we're going to do uh, we're, the races are going to be on the third on Saturday. Now, aside from aside from your racing, the fourth or the fourth? That's right. Friday's the third. Yeah. Right. Second, third, and the race and the races on the fourth. So if I said yeah. third before, I apologize. It's, it's the it, first Saturday in March. Yes. Um, at New Smyrna Speedway. That that track is that's the original that's the OG track right tell right. me about that track surface tell me about that track that the campus and all that stuff it's a pretty high bank you don't realize it until you're in the pits that that's really bank it's 33 and a third high bank so you at least got to be running 60 mile an hour to get up on it 
<laughs> when I first started, I ran the bottom loop. Right. You know? it was much shorter. Much. That, well, that's what. <laughs> that was the idea, and I done good because a lot of people was running that line when they first got their 45s. You know. Mm -hmm. and then as as uh, Josh, Josh uses a little thing on his elbow. I, I want him to put a roller on. And he, he, he touches his elbow against the wall with that, that puck. And really? that's how close he runs the top line. He's on top, fucking spinning like a top. And then when he comes out of one, he drops down. <laughs> Josh! Talk about Josh! <laughs> They're very strong, robust microphones. We're good. Oh, Lord. He actually rubs his elbow With on the wall. Puck. Yeah, and it, that's how he, he gauges where his line is. That's kind of gangster. He's gangster. That's very cool. I met him, uh, I met him, I think it was, I think it was 16, 16 yeah. or 17. Yeah, 16. Super nice guy. Yeah. I met him at Bill Dodge's party. Yeah, I was there with him. Yeah, that was a good night. Yeah. <laughs> I met, I all that the, barbecue. Yeah, and, you know, I missed, I missed the Bill bikes. Dodges. He's up in Kentucky now. I missed Is it. That, that party. Yeah, that party's not going to happen anymore. we got to find somebody. Well, Toast is throwing a party on Tuesday nights now in, in Daytona. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, we all hung yeah. out at Toast's last year. Yeah, that's where I met you. That, oh, yeah. We hang out. Yeah. Yep. That was and a I, good party. The Taco Tuesday <laughs> at Tosa's. Three T's. There's some really good people involved in this, and I think that's what I the success you, of this is. is you're bringing is all Michael Banks on. in, and you're bringing Chris Callahan in from Cycle Source. Yep. And uh, that all brings extra media, you know, and, and, and you. Yeah, and Tom Banks now has competition distributing, which is, I mean, if you think about it from a, from a vintage racing standpoint, that's that's going to be that's going to be a, a a good place for everybody to pick stuff up and and, yeah. and have it, right? Yeah. So. Right. If he'll part with it. <laughs> well, he's a, he bought a distributorship, so hopefully he will. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's one of those guys, too. He's got that. I keep seeing his collection grow yeah. and grow and grow, and yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he invited me up. I need to go see him. <laughs> yeah, he's really a neat guy. Yeah. Super, super nice. I haven't met anybody that, that's not. I, I want to make sure that I get to know everybody this year and, and spend some time. Those those first two days, I'm going to spend as much time as I can in the pits, and I'm going to wear some work clothes so I can get dirty. I'll have my – I got a pair of 1620s. That I that it's got grease all over them. I'm gonna wear those there so that I can help we out. Get you a pair of bib overalls. <laughs> I'd love a pair of bib overalls. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> you could be a steel hand. <laughs> well, well, crazy Chuck, are you on Instagram or anything? Yes, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Lincoln and I'm on Facebook and uh, a little bit of TikTok. Where do they find you on Instagram at? That seems to be the that yeah. Seems that's to be the, the, place. the place for the bikers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Moonshiner Crazy Chuck. Moonshiner Crazy Chuck. Yeah, I got a. If you don't mind, I got, absolutely. I got a brand new. Um, it's not brand. It's brand new to me. I've got my Purple Jesus back, and it's in Daytona. Nice. And uh, it's exclusive in two counties there. And uh, so, once the race is over, we're going to be down on Main Street, and we're going to be selling jars, and I'll be signing autographs, and and. Uh, get my purple jesus out there and giuseppe's pizza is backing me and they've helped me get a distributorship and i got to give a big shout out to Damn. jojo and joe and uh it's 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 god's work again i gotta keep giving the glory to god and uh i got a second chance on it because i had it in north carolina south carolina 
Eastern Tennessee and Virginia, and it was number one moonshine. Number one moonshine. I want to try some. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's called Purple Jesus? Purple Jesus. Would you mind uh, get, getting the jar and I'll show them? We can't show it on TV, but we'll, I'll show you. So it's uh, that's what I'm going to be doing after the race. I love Giuseppe's. And, yes. And uh, JoJo's a great dude. He's the great. And his dad great. is awesome. I know, and they 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 love me, you know, and they uh, they pick pick me up, and they're they're helping me as much as they can. And when you get people like that, and you bring your family together, and everything, that's what makes it work. And I got to give a shout out to Barbie the welder. I brought her in, and she's she's really been big. And so I had to change it to the original Purple Jesus. I love it. Yeah, because they're still selling in North Carolina, but they're not paying me my royalties. And I'm not going to fight them in court because I don't have the money to, but maybe someday, or maybe someday they'll get their heart right and, and do it. But yeah, man. You can't. So people can buy this. They're going to be able to. This will be Daytona. available in Daytona. Yeah, and and uh, Cabbage Patch carries it. Uh, uh, Willie's Tropical Tattoo will have it this year. I'll be down on Main Street. We're talking about putting an ice sculpture together where it'll go through a worm and come down, and you take a shot, and it's ice cold. And uh, <laughs> you know, I got the tub girls working for me. And nice. I, uh, it, where are you going to be at blessing. on Main Street? I think we're going to be at Dirty Harry's. Nice. We're going to be at Boot Hill. Froggies and Main Street Station. What's your favorite motorcycle rally? Daytona. It is for mine too. And, <laughs> and I, I have this conversation with my friends that I go to Sturgis with. Yeah. And I try to tell people like, I don't live by my best friends. Right. But I get to spend more quality time, not quantity, but more quality time with my best friends when, when we get to go to Daytona and we get to go to Sturgis. And Daytona for me was always a pilgrimage because I was I grew up in Detroit. Okay. So it was cold up there in right. March. Right, run get, to the sun. But I, yeah, I knew <laughs> I could come down to Florida, get some good weather, meet up with my friends, find out what we're gonna do for the rest of the year. It was just awesome. Yeah. And it's still, to me, I don't know, it's just the nostalgia of it and what it means and, right. and that, what it meant for me for so many years. It's right. such a great such a great event. And I've been a biker for a long time, but uh, Daytona was always my go-to place. And I was 61 years old before I got to Sturgis. 61 years old, and I went out there with Josh. We were VIPs. And I got to look around, and I'm like, well, where's the bikers? Where's the chicks? There's all these people out there, but it, it it's very different, right? The, the, the lifestyle has changed. Yep. And there's a guy, Charlie Ransom. Goes, oh yeah. He, you know, Charlie, good time, Charlie. I know he is. Yep. Yeah. He, he told me, he said, Chuck, you can't stop it. It's motorcycleism. Yeah. So just go with it. Just, just and find it, you. You know what you got to do? We'll leave on this. Yeah. You got to pick your lane and you got to stay on it. You right? got to pick your lane. You got to stay. <laughs> Moonshiner Crazy Chuck, thank you very, very much for, for being on the Garage Bill Podcast. Yeah. And I'll be there at Sons of Speed Thursday, right. Friday, and Saturday cheering you on. Right. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a vet too. What branch? Na US Navy. Thank you for your service. Yeah. And a disabled vet. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I'm a disabled non vet. You're a disabled non vet? Yeah. I'm just disabled. <laughs> you get a check? <laughs> we'll work on that. All right, buddy. Thanks much. Thank you very much. We'll see you. That was great. That fucking helicopter was beaten. <laughs> Is there, was there a... Uh...